Welcome to Super Entrepreneurs Podcast. Today we have with us Forbes Riley. How are you, Forbes? Oh, I'm always wonderful because no one else will listen to me when I complain. <laughs> that's that's true. But you know, it's so I'm so glad and grateful that you came on our show. Um, you know, I've been listening to you on Clubhouse and everything, and it's just um, your energy and your passion to help others is contagious and i wanted to bring your message to the as many people as possible right so we always like to kind of give you the stage and kind of introduce yourself what you're working in and what do you do and then we'll get the, the conversation going organically well as someone who grew up on television you know what why don't we just take a look at this start here oh nice she's the queen of infomercials it is forbes riley forbes riley is fun Interesting. You've got five minutes. You've got the time for Riley is dynamic. She helps people. You've lost 140 pounds. She's eclectic. She's a storyteller. And I talk about her in the third person because sometimes I can't believe that I get to be that person. All the vegetables are in that one glass. That's actually good. I have made for you a gourmet panini, but it's so easy. I love it. That's what. It's over here at the nature center. This has been home for a very long time, like 25 years. That's showing right now how many minutes have been on air, how many have they sold. I know it's a number of 60,000. Oh, okay. Remember, I don't sell products. I provide solutions. Big difference. Most people don't dream big enough. There's nothing worse than being like my dad, who had great inventions and no one ever saw them. product, Forbes Riley Spinger. Can you imagine fitness anywhere, anytime? The hardest thing in the world is to come up with a dream. If somebody has a vision that is so bizarre, you're going to fall off the end of the earth, Christopher Columbus. Don't do it. But he did. JFK said we're going to the moon. I think that's why I'm still here. The world needs me. Women need me. I think they need a role model. I think oh. you should be in everybody's car, at everybody's desk, in everybody's house. I never get tired of the reaction of a single person. Amazing. <laughs> it feels like really sexual. I love that reaction. I haven't met Oprah. Okay. Right now, I'm glad I met you. There you go. So you haven't met Oprah today, but you should be glad that you met me. Is that a good start? Amazing start. I love the video. I love what you put, how you put it together. That's amazing. Thank you. I love hearing that. Uh, it's yeah. been an amazing journey. Um, and I don't know if you know the other side of my life. Uh, you talk about being a, a motivational speaker. And so this is only about 30 seconds, but this is worth watching because you may not know this. So take a look at this one. Love it. I got to tell you, this has been four months in the making and a lifetime to actually get here. When I heard her story, it just touched my heart. Always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it. And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing. Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it. Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving. She brought the house down. There you go. For the 10,000 people. She's amazing. Damn it. I watched her. You're that amazing. <laughs> no, I love it. I love it. Let's talk about this invention. So it's like that, um, the spin, you know, I believe 
uh, you know, I don't know if when we we're kids you could tie two two um, uh, threads together and put hey, where did you coin, grow up? Right? Where did you grow up? Uh, in Toronto. No, Moved no, around no. a lot. So in third world countries, there's a toy called a button on a string, and that's what this is based on. And what happens is when you put the button in the middle and you pull it, it actually rotates between four and 24,000 times per second. It's unbelievable what this thing does. And no one ever made it into a fitness product before. So I have taken it and for the last 10 years, I've sold a couple of million of these things, mostly on home shopping. You wind it up and I'll tell you what, it's it's fascinating. I've got people in wheelchairs, people who have no arms and use their hooks, uh, office people. My fiance is a bodybuilder. We all use this thing and I have a body and abs because I can sit on a Zoom call for three to five minutes and just do this and you'd be surprised. It's not a resistance band. It's completely different and that's what it is. And in fact, Amazing. I created it. I created it because I'm, I come from the health and fitness industry and I had a resistance band slip off my foot and shatter my nose. And I said, I'm going to find something else, something that works differently. And I set out to do that. And I was been very successful. It's patented. It's trademarked. It's, it's you know, it's what it is. Where, do you, where can it. you buy it? You go to shop spin gym or shop. Oh, okay. Or- your own e-com. My own e-com world. Uh, I no okay. longer shopping, but I used to be at home shopping around the world. I traveled to London about 60 times in the last 10 years. And I've been the queen of the thing that I do most, which for all of you listening, going, what does she do? I was an actress and a television host. Very happy to do that. I started a little thing for ESPN called The X Games many moons ago. Uh, I've starred in television shows. I have a movie out right now. If you are a fan of Amazon Prime, go to Farm to Fork to Love. It's a cute romantic comedy I co-star in. And uh, it's good good to watch with the girl. What was it? Sorry, Farm? Farm to Fork, like taking your vegetables to your table to love. And so that's... I know. And I've got lots and lots and lots of movies and TV. If you like the TV series 24, I co-starred on that. I've had lots of shows, lots of soap operas. And one day I walked into a studio and there was a pen sitting on a desk and said, sell me this pen. I thought, I don't sell. I have no idea what you're talking about. And I said, well, you know, it's a funny thing about pens. But when I got to college, I was pretty young. I was 16 years old. And my mom, every morning, she used to write me longhand notes. And I'd run to the mailbox and I'd get them. And I realized that a pen like this can reach out and touch somebody's heart. Well, what happened because of that was nothing short of a freaking miracle. Is that Body by Jake, a guy who'd done infomercials, uh, was building a 24-hour network. I know. Oh, wait, hang on. Oops, and he looked at me, and what happened was I became a girl. We, cr- we created, we launched, imagine this, the concept of selling fitness products on television. It had never been done before. And, uh, in fact, I don't know if you would have seen it in Canada, but it was wildly popular in the US. I sold 1500 different fitness products over five years. In fact, again, the whole take a look at this. I'm very good with television. So take a look at this because you, you can't imagine what I've done if you don't really grasp it. Yeah, it's really helpful to watch the video that you're sharing. Total fitness, total convenience, 24 hours a day. Now get ready for the latest in sports, fashion and exercise gear on Fitness Plus. Hi, I'm Forbes Riley, and today we've got a great product for you. Take a look at this. Hi, I'm Forbes Riley, and that's by popular demand, the best way to develop rock hard abdominals. Hi, I'm Forbes Riley. And I think I saw this club. infomercial. No, this is not an infomercial, my friend. This was on 24 yeah. hours a day for five years on cable television. I must so have that, seen this. Well, it is different. Well, here's the thing. You would have been kind of, I don't know how old you are, but you might have been young at this time. Momentum X was three days of taking myself and so that was a platform where every 
health and fitness product came onto our world and I wrote the pitches for them. I did 1500 of them and we pretty much launched the idea of doing fitness on TV. From that came the world of infomercials, of which I'm a pioneer. I did the first 35 infomercials ever. I've grossed, I've done now 194 of them and I've grossed a little over two and a half billion dollars. In fact, Toronto is the home of two of my most popular infomercials of all time. We shot the Jack LaLanne juicer. Do you know who Jack LaLanne is? No. Well, you probably do. You just don't realize don't know it. The name. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, how old are you? Can I ask? A 49. All right. Well, all right, you're old enough. Here's, here's a little education here. So, Jack, we shot this right, right down the street from you. So this was, maybe it does ring a bell. For over 50 years. Yeah, this all these are all ringing a bell like this guy and the for lady. over 50 years. It is my pleasure to introduce to you a couple of living, breathing testimonials to the wonders of juicing, Elaine and Jack Lelaine. I must have lost you. Are you? How are you, Elaine? I'm a hug too. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Look at you guys. Oh, you know, I was with you on television 34 oh, sure, years, and you know what I told you for over 50 years. It is yeah. my pleasure to introduce to you. So that was shot in Toronto. That one infomercial. So he ran 400 times a week in television here. Then it went on to run for eight years in 80 countries and grossed a billion dollars. Wow. Amazing. I know. Early days of infomercials. And I'm, I still do infomercials. I also shot another one up there with Joe Are Side. so popular? Infomercial? Oh, yeah, but you have to have regular television. Yeah. So that's what, that was interesting. And you know the funny thing about that? I, maybe you're as hip as I am, but I don't watch TV anymore. My TV is just streaming. Oh, no. But when it's I go to streaming. hotels... Well, but it's not. This is what's so funny. When I go to hotels or I sit at the nail salon, they're still airing regular television and my infomercials still run. We still get checks all over the place. I have a very popular one right now about really? uh, yeah, stem cells for knees. That's really big. In fact, I was in a, I was this weekend, I was on a yacht with Muhammad Ali's first wife and a picture came over and everyone's screaming because in the bar where some of our friends are is one of my infomercials that's running right now, very popular in Miami. And I'm like, all right, yes, we're still out there. But there was a period of time where you could not turn on the TV and not see me at least eight times a day. That was a fun time. It was a definitely yeah. a pioneer time. You could print money and it yeah. was a very different energy. But out of all of that, what happened is that I learned the art of pitching. And I know on Clubhouse, you've heard me teach that. And I didn't really think I could teach what I did. I've been very good at my craft and I'm the top female in my world. No one's even come close. And I, again, who knows why I know how to do this. But in the last couple of years, as we all pivoted during COVID, I sat down with my daughter, who's an internet genius, said, mom, what mm. if we took coaching and what you do online and taught people how to pitch? So can I play with you for a second? Because your entrepreneurs might get a kick out of this. So when people ask you, what do you do? What do you tell them? You tell them what you do? No, no, what, what do you do? What business you're in? No, 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 no. What? I'm going to you and I meet at a party. Nice okay. to meet you. What do you do? I'm an entrepreneur for more than 20 years and a podcast host. Okay. So can I, would, are you open to some coaching? Sure. All right. So I'll, we don't know. I've always love learning, of course. Well, so here's what's interesting. I don't know what an entrepreneur is. You told me no more information than before. You think about it. I don't know what entrepreneur is and you have a podcast about what? And you didn't get a yes. So can you imagine? So it's not an entrepreneur event. It's just anyone. No, no, no. I Trust me. I get it. But the first mm -hmm. people, first question people ask you when you meet them is, hi, you know, who are you? What do you do? And if you just tell them, it's like, it's like a dead fish. Yeah. But what if, what if you could get a yes out of that one line in a conversation? So how would you, so if I asked you the question, I said, what could you do for me? What would you say? 
well, I can help you grow your business. If it's an entrepreneur, obviously, but if it's anyone, but if it's an entrepreneur, I can help you grow your business with a shift in your mindset. Okay. So ask me, you meet me at a party. Ask me what I do. What do you do? Now, here's the thing. I could tell you that I'm a movie and television actress. I could tell you I've grossed two and a half billion. I could tell you a lot of you, you covered not, a lot of different things. Yes. I'm not going to say any of that. Ask me what no. I do. What do you do? I created the greatest fitness product on the planet. So he, do you want to see it? Top line. Do you, you want to see it? No, no. Do you want to see it? What's your answer? Sure. Right. I just got a yes out of you. I'm going to ask you yeah. to give me. And the next thing you know, we're going to be playing at a party within seconds with my fitness product. I'm not going to say a word or tell you anything. How do you get to be that engaging? And so you might, when somebody says, what do you do? You know what? I've got an incredibly popular podcast. If you're a good guest or know somebody who is, I'd love to talk to you. That's way mm. better than telling you're an entrepreneur because nobody cares. So, you, so give I, the, you, you create an engagement when someone asks. All the time. I, I mean, I call it the $101,000 handshake. While most people are just babbling about trivia and politics and sports, I'm out collecting checks all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I teach people how to do that. That's awesome. And was obviously, it, I can tell that your mindset is 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 definitely in alignment of what you're doing. Were you always like this or is this something that you actually worked on, on the inner world? So one of my mottos, and I have a lot of Forbes-isms, is that you are some of the obstacles you overcome. So I grew up with a dad who was uh, an inventor and a dreamer, and he never got any of his inventions out to the world. And he said to me one day in his garage full of all of his inventions, kiddo, how do I get my ideas out to the world? And I said, dad, I have no idea. I'm eight years old. But I, when he passed away and all his ideas died in the garage with him, I had in the back of my head that I should help people if I could. And so being in infomercials and home shopping and taking inventors out to the light and letting them you know, earn a living has been a definite aside passion of mine. I then raised a little boy from South Central Los Angeles who was a little blacker than my shirt for 12 years. And July 21st, 19 years ago, he was murdered. He was oh shot down God. by, he was shot and killed by a kid who didn't have a mentor six months after I gave birth to my baby twins. So I now have two little six month olds and a very grieving husband. And a, my life was all over the front page of the LA Times because uh, shootings were not as popular as they are now. And it was horrific. And one of the things that I did, and maybe you'll get a kick out of this. I'm somebody who's never seen the box that everybody's talking about. Well, I'm an out of the box thinker. Well, I don't know what box you might be talking about. So one of the things that happened was my life got so bad when I was about 40 years old. I lost both my parents. Dexter was murdered. I have two babies and I have a husband who doesn't want to get off the couch. Mm. Uh, and at that same time, we were living in Los Angeles. I was still working as an actress and my house was too small for my whole family. So an architect friend said, you know what, what if we, um, what if we knock down your house and build you a bigger one, but we'll, instead of cinder blocks, we'll build it out of wood and make it a thousand square feet bigger. I said, great. He said, well, it's $25,000 to knock it down. And I was like, wait a second. How am I going to get 25000 You can't get that on a house you're going to knock down. No one's going to give you a mortgage on nothing. And then I said to him, why don't we blow it up? Now, I don't know many out of the box. I don't know people who would say that. He said, what do you mean? I said, I have no idea, but I live in Hollywood. And I saw Mel Gibson blow up a house. And so I went on this thing called the internet, because this is now 19 years ago. And I said, who would like to blow up my house? Three days later, it's the movie Die Hard. You've seen Die Hard? Well, this was Die yes. Hard number Die Hard number five. And they said, we'll give you 25 grand and we'll blow up your house. And this is also before iPhones. So I had a real camera. And I 
Is this your house we're in front of? No, it's my house you're blowing up. Oh. This is my mini documentary, so my children who are four-year-olds right now go, what did you do to my house, Mommy? So what's happening now? Setting up to uh, blow up your little house. Yeah, you're going to blow up my house! <laughs> And that, in fact, was my oh, kid's bedroom and my home. Whoa. Not your typical thinker, right? Not, I've yeah. always been that way. So when things get really bad, I have always managed to know, you know what? If life happens for you, not to you, stop trying to go, oh, everything happens for a reason. I think that's bullshit. I think there are no reasons. I think things happen. You find the reason. You make it work for you or not. I've had people kill themselves. I've had friends, you know, lives destroyed by some of these things. I've chosen to stay around. I love my life. It's been very awkward and weird. I grew up as an ugly little girl with buck teeth and braces for eight years. And for two years, I couldn't talk like this because I had a thing in my mouth. And I tell the story that I just had a dream inside of my heart that I was special. Mm. Now, I think we all have that. I think mm. most people are afraid to listen to it. And at the depth of my whatever, as low as I could get, my dad was a, a printer and he slipped and he cut the front of his hand off. And when I was 15 years old, he had 15 operations and he spent three years in the hospital. And at that time, it was pretty low for my family. I don't know if it gets lower than you see that, you know, the breadwinner of your family just destroyed. You have no money, you're broke. Uh, and my mom said, you know, we have no money for college, which really sucked because that's the one thing I was looking forward yeah. to. And she said, but there's this beauty pageant. And we both looked at me. I'm like, yeah, okay, that's not going to work. So... But the funny thing was, and I don't know how much you believe in manifestation and miracles, but of course. we looked at each other and my dad's doctor turned to me. He overheard this conversation and he said, I'm going to fix your daughter's nose for her. Now, that may not seem like a lot to you. You may not even understand it, but if I can show you a quick picture of how awkward I did really look. And he went ahead and did this. And it was the funniest thing. You cannot imagine that one little change in your physical could change your entire life. And so here, I'll just pop this in real quick. I wasn't really prepared to do all this, um, but I think it's, it helps tell the story because it's hard to visualize this without the visuals. So that's my dad uh, holding me up high on a pedestal. And here I'm kind of cute, but I do have a little issue with my mouth. Braces, full set of braces and headgear. And then they put this thing in my mouth. And so for two years, I talk like this. Can you imagine being a little girl in school and nobody can understand what you're saying? Why I talk so much. Especially there, back then, right? It's more very, bullying and stuff. Very much bullied. I was overweight. I had frizzy hair, my big broken nose. And so there's my dad, his accident. And overnight, one little nose job. Okay. That's all that they did. A week later, I woke up and I was kind of cute. And I don't mm. know if you noticed, but this girl's frown is upside down. My smile here. And I said to my mom and dad, I said, look, I don't like beauty pageants, but I don't know what else to do for money. I'm going to enter it. I wore a hand-me-downs bridesmaid's dress. And I had this intention. I said to my dad, I said, look, one of these 500 girls is going to be on NBC TV with Bob Hope and get a scholarship. And you know what? It's going to be me. And I did. And I won. Nice. That's me at 16. I know it is crazy. And I ended up being Miss Teenage New York. I, at 16, who knew you could do all this? And there I am with Bob Hope. It was nothing short of a miracle. But you want to hear something crazy? When I got to Tulsa, Oklahoma in 1977, worst week of my life. Because there, all the girls there were like, y'all have the funniest accent I ever heard. And I'm like, the fuck are you talking about? I have an accent. What's that we talk? I'm from New York. I'm Jewish. They've never seen a Jew. They think Jews have horns. And it was the, 
You want to talk about, and I left going, oh my God, I'm like, hey, they hated me. They didn't know who I was, but they hated me. Well, if life happens for you, not to you, guess what? I did get to go to college. That's my mom. And I did become this woman that I dreamed of named Forbes Riley. But I also got hurt so bad that I was left with an understanding of what it's like to be prejudiced against for something you can't change. You can't change your skin color, your sex, a lot of things you can't, they're just you. And so I have been an advocate for people who feel like underdogs, who feel like mm-hmm. misfit, because no matter how much I get or whoever I am, there's still a little girl inside of me who doesn't forget how yeah. hurt I was, how much it was of course. the worst time ever. And there was mm-hmm. nobody to rescue me. There were no role models. Yeah. There was no one to help. And I thought, yeah. if I could help, I should help. Mm-hmm. That's been yeah, part of my Yeah, it's, it's like growing up for me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a big guy, right? So when I used to go to school, for example, I would, I would be, I was very shy. Like I wasn't able to approach people, talk to people. My parents were very strict growing up, right? So I wasn't very social. There's other reasons for it as well. But then when I started going to school and when I would walk to school from my house, I would be smiling at people. And then all of a sudden, I wouldn't know that this is an issue, but I would get people saying, go back to your home, go back to where you came from. And and I would be like thinking, I go home. I, I just came. Like, I'm thinking, I didn't comprehend the connection of racism, right? Like, I wasn't in my mind. Like, I didn't think anything was different. But when I started seeing and hearing those things, I started looking at myself, wait a minute. Yeah, maybe there's something wrong. Like, what is this, you know? And it can be so hard at that point because you don't actually feel that anything is different, anything is wrong. And then you get reminded or told in your face about it again and again. It puts you in a different level, right? You all of a sudden find yourself totally somewhere new. And I can relate to what you're saying. I wouldn't change the things that happened because it mm. wouldn't. I wouldn't be who I am now. Yeah. But I a lot and I don't mm-hmm. think that's necessary I think it's gotten so bad now I mean we're living in a time when ever, everything that I railed against is even bigger and worse than it was when I was growing up so it's interesting times we live yeah. in isn't it yeah it's very interesting uh, but you know nowadays my kids go to school is so completely different you know it's like there's no like much no bullying you know the stuff that we used to go through it's not like that anymore in the school systems which is great Oh, oh, that's an interesting statement. I would beg to disagree. On well, a big where way. I am, where I am located, I we don't in, in Ontario and stuff. We don't see it. Go to the small towns, yeah, probably. But I talk to my kids all the time, and they say, "Well, nothing, like nothing ever comes up." But there's a lot of campaigns about anti-bullying and a lot of investment being put into the system. But you have otherwise, like where you are, like the schools are still bad. It's not only schools. I mean, you may not be in the U.S. at the moment, but there is a huge racial backlash of everybody. I just gave a speech. Remember, I raised a little black kid from South Central. I just just gave a speech. I was the only white face there in a group of women who were midwives, and they didn't like me. And they let me know that, Mm. that that being a white woman was not somebody they wanted to listen to at all. And I'm like, what is going on here? Why? I've never... Because that's what our country is campaigning for. Our campaigning, our country right now is campaigning for separatism. I never noticed race before, and now I notice it yeah. everywhere. Horrible. Well, no, it's not horrible. It's just a pendulum. Things swing. Uh, I just, I don't like hatred of any kind. I don't yeah, like exactly. pre- anybody of any kind. I've never ever thought that way, and now it's yeah. just an interesting time we live in. Oh man. Well, 
back to business. So, you know, hopefully those things will start shifting. People just need to be more present in the present moment, understand things and, you know, be, be um, aware more often than, than having to go through all those streams of thoughts that kind of pull us into the directions of that type of thinking. And, you know, it, it's just the thinking, right? The thinking needs to change. Well, but everything is interesting. I mean, I I never looked at race as an issue, but I always looked at gender as an interesting obstacle because being a very strong woman in, in a man's world has had a lot of issues. Uh, when Me Too came out as a movement, I'd experienced mm-hmm. a lot of that in Hollywood and no one ever talked about it, nor was it something you would talk about. Very hurtful, mm-hmm. very evil. Um, and then in the world of infomercials, the world of business, if you're a, a woman and you choose to behave like a woman and dress like a sexy woman, you're going to get... CEOs wives that don't like you and the secretaries who are jealous of you and the men who want to do you and uh, it's been an interesting and again you don't know that as a man but we never know what you know like you said you're a big guy you've had your own issues but as a woman at the moment in this world I just became I just got an honorary doctorate which I'm very proud of uh, three weeks ago Great. Congratulations. Uh, Thank you. I also did just get I have it right here a lifetime achievement award from the US President of the United States Amazing Kind of You're like deal. not stopping, eh? Like this is amazing, Forbes. What are the what are the plans? What are the what's coming up? Any juicy stuff? Well, everything is juicy. Uh, I'm heading off yeah, to Atlanta. Well, something that you didn't share yet. Give it to us. Well, you know, I'll tell you that something that's juicy that I haven't shared. Okay. Are you married? Are you married? Yes, married with three kids. Congratulations. Well, Thank a lot you. of people didn't end up with a happy ever after, and that's been an interesting conversation, and myself included. Uh, after my my bonus son was murdered. My ex and I had to go other separate ways. We have two beautiful children. And then I wanted to find love again. And judging how popular Tinder and all these things are, finding love is challenging, right? How long have you been married? Uh, 15 years. Congratulations. Well, I love the idea of love. And I sat down one day like I do with everything. In fact, my name is very special. To Forbes something means to manifest it, especially when no one else thinks it's possible. And I said, I want the greatest love of my life. I want someone who looks like he walked off the cover of a romance novel. I want my Prince Charming. I watched all the Disney movies and the Prince was always there. (laughs) And I was doing a fitness video in my hotel room. And my videographer says, hey, do you want to meet a two-time Mr. Arnold, like Arnold Schwarzenegger competitor? I'm like, oh. And this guy walks in. His name is Joshua. And he's very handsome, a little younger than I am, and very built. And believe it or not, he swept me off my feet. And so in my late 50s, I'm discovering that you can be absolutely in love, travel the world, and have the most amazing time ever. And he is a beautiful, beautiful human. But I'll tell you what, the story doesn't end there. So I've got the biggest, buffest guy, right? He's amazing. Well, January 2nd of two years ago, right as COVID was about to hit, Joshua was hit on his motorcycle by a car. And this big guy... Broke his foot, his back, his ribs, and he that's him six oh, months bad later. bad accident. Oh, very bad. He's got a crutch, and he turns to me, and he says, I'm going to take a picture of me. I said, why? You don't look very good. He said, well, a year from now, I'm going to be Mr. Olympia. And I'm like, oh, God, go look in the mirror. And I watched him in pain every day get up and go to the gym and eat right and build his entire body back to what he wanted to be. Amazing. To compete. You and did that's, it. Yep. And so we talk about it when you want something bad enough. I have an academy called the Ultimate Academy. We teach branding and coaching and a lot of fun things. And the crazy part about that, how old are your children? 
Um, there are 14, 12, and 8. So my twins are now 19 years old, and my daughter and son who grew up around me thinking the way that I've always thought. My daughter got into internet marketing when she was 12 years old. Mm-hmm. She made her first 10 grand and thought, oh, I could do this. Mm-hmm. And by 17, she turned to me in her senior year. They were doing senior at home because of COVID. She said, mm-hmm. Mom, I want to do a big online product business with you. And I'm like, well, okay. She wrote down in her diary, but she didn't share with me that by the time she was 18, she was going to be a millionaire. And I challenge all your entrepreneurs to have written the same thing down. Her tax returns for her first year in business were $1.2 million. She's 19 years old, has 15 employees around the world, and we've had 12,000 students go through our program. She hasn't been to college yet. You know why? She's not really even old enough. Isn't that funny? So what I'm doing now is I'm building... What I'm focused on now is building our world. I have a couple of TV shows coming out, one called Coach, about some of the greatest coaches in our business. I'm on stages around the world speaking with Les Brown and Deepak Chopra and Damon John and all the big guys, writing mm-hmm. books and just loving life. Amazing. Love it. Love it. Love it, Forbes. And I, I genuinely wish you all the best and the growth. Um, hopefully, we can collaborate on, on things and, and grow, um, you know, it's been an honor to have you on the show to hear everything and everything you've been through. And then it's just so phenomenal that, you know, in the audience, for example, if anybody's, when you're listening to her, listening to Forbes, you can see that anything is possible, right? We all, we always get in our own way and you can see that she has presented everything that she's been through and where she is now. She had the belief you know, she believed, she knows. So, you know, uh, uh, congratulations to you, Forbes. Is there any kind of last minute uh, recommendation, any suggestions or anything that you could provide the audience that could help them? Yes, I am very committed to the art of pitching. And so Mm -hmm. pitching is that you, whoever you are right now listening to this, you've got a product an idea, a service, something that you want to get out to the world and you have no idea how to do it. Maybe you've signed up with a network marketing company and it's not working. Well, I'll tell you what, it's not you, it's not the product. It's this art of pitching, of getting someone to want what you have, getting yeses all the time. And I will tell you that I created a little formula for this that I now teach. I'm very proud of what I call the ultimate pitch formula. Mm -hmm. And I'll make your audience an offer that for $19 every Sunday since COVID has been happening, I go live on Zoom, $19 Mm -hmm. for two hours with me. And I see you because I only have about 50 people Mm -hmm. and I coach people. So if you've got something that you want to see if it works, come to my room, come and hang out with us. Zoom is better than Clubhouse because I can see your face. I can read your head and I can steer you in the right direction. I have an amazing Rolodex of contacts. And the way that I hear pitching is the way that Mozart heard music. It's just a rhythm. It's why I've done 194 infomercials and grossed over $2 billion. I used to work only with CEOs of companies and Fortune 500s because they pay a lot. But I realized that this part of my life, if I could help anybody who's an entrepreneur, a dreamer, someone who wants to earn a little more money to take their kids on vacation, I feel like I've got a secret key. People are like, well, Forbes, everyone says yes to you all the time. I said, I know, but you don't understand. I'm doing a formula. Shh, don't tell anybody, but I will teach you or coach you on the formula. And it, it comes down and it really comes down to how you listen. I know you talk about how you think and what your mindset is, but there's some skills to this. 
And for those of you who feel like you're riding a bicycle and it's just not working, I get to be the dad on the back of the bike. I'm going to hold you just long enough so that you all of a sudden go on your own. And the best part of my life, and you can find me on Facebook, I've got 1.8 million fans, is that I get thank yous from people around the world. Because the money is nice. I don't do all this for the money. I can do it. Is that people say, Forbes, you impacted my life. You've made such a difference. And I'll tell you what, at the end of your life, I know nobody wishes they had one more day at work. But I will tell you that you might wish that you'd impacted one more person or hung out with your kids for one more day or took one more vacation. And I would love to be the catalyst for that. And you know, it's funny, people say, well, how come you don't give it away for free? You know why? Because people don't show up when I give it for free. Mm -hmm. It's the funniest thing. Mm -hmm. I give all kinds of things for free. Nobody shows up. So I charge $19. Mm -hmm. And I'll tell you what, you're liable to meet some amazing people. I've got over 12,000 people in our community. And we're just loving life right now. I don't want to stress out. I'm going to teach you how to dream a little bigger. And then stop playing small in your own life. Because you know personally, that doesn't get you anywhere, right? It's not fun. And so if life happens for you, not to you, today's conversation, if you're lucky enough to listen to this, is because I've never heard a burning bush, but I think God talks to us through people. And so maybe he's using me today to go, hey, it's your turn. You too are special. It's not just her. If you have the right formula, the right recipe, you can enjoy the best cake of your life. Think about it. Mm, No, it's amazing. And I'm, I'm so grateful for your offer. To, to, to our audience and this um, mastermind that you're doing once a week. It all comes to that, right? Like when you get to a certain part, you just want to give, you want to do, you know, you want to, you want to serve, you want to help. And it's so. Um, it's fun. Yes. Yeah, fun. It just switches. It, it changes. Like all of a sudden you're in get, get, get mode. And then all of a sudden you're in give, give, give mode. And then you find that in the give, give, give mode, you get, get, get more. So it's great what you're doing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's honorable. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you came on the show and offer this. Um, yeah, is, you know, is there a website? Yeah, and and by the way, there's also some free gifts there as well, once you go, but all you do is go to ForbesRiley.com, myname.com, and there's a whole bunch of things for you to take advantage of, and I urge you, uh, like you said, there's a give, give, give mode, and if you catch people at the right time, yeah, (laughs) yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, we're catching you at the right time. It's amazing. And again, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to come on the show, and anytime in any kind of way, if you need any help or anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. I know we DM each other on Instagram. That's the best way. And uh, yeah, any, any way I can help in your mission as well, please let me know. I'd love to be there. And again, thank you so much for coming on the show. You know, you did help just by being this beautiful spirit. I get that you're a very lovely husband and a great dad and that people get to listen to you because we don't have enough men who have that sensibility about them. So thank you for all that you do as well. Thank you so much, Forbes. It was, a, it was so nice to hear you say that. And, and I'm grateful to have met you and to be continue to grow together. Thank you. Mwah. Bye, everybody. Yeah.